Hi, I'm Bryce, and I'm ready to preach. Hi, I'm Casey, and I'm ready to preach. Hi, I'm Patty, and I'm ready to preach. Hi, I'm Mark, and I'm ready to preach. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to gather in your house, God. We ask that you bless this podcast according to your will, God. We want to lift your mighty name. We want to give reverence and honor to your name, God. Sing praises to your name. Lift your name on high, God. Everything we do be done to the edification and the lifting of your name and your people, God. We thank you that you have not only given us this opportunity so far, but God, that we're thanking you in advance for the things that are coming, for the things that you have opened, the doors that you've opened. And we ask that you keep us keep us going forward, keep our lips moving, anoint these lips of clay, God. Give us words and intelligence and, and speech and, and, and clarity that you can get your point across and get you to these people. And we ask in Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Welcome back, family. You've reached the Ready to Preach podcast. We're excited to have you back. We're grateful that you guys have stopped by to listen to us jabber for 40 minutes. We're we're here again. How are you guys feeling? Feeling good. good. Yeah. I feel pretty good. This is a late one. We're Thursday yeah. night in it. It's, it's rough on us. I got my Powerade. I'm ready. Thursday night's rough on us. We hammered out some uh, Bible study. We hammered out some worship practice. Now we're hammering out a podcast. All right. Woo, woo. <laughs> so, and ready to preach fashion, we're going to go around the table and ask everybody how their week's been, how how they've done, some exciting things, what God has talked to them about, some things that are on their mind, just anything you can think of. Mark, you're up. I'm up. All righty. Uh, week's been pretty good. It's been a little bit longer week than our normal, normal week, week before uh, recording because I had a couple extra days thrown in there. Um. Worked a little bit more already. Yeah. Um, odd as it is to say, been enjoying the fast. I have been too. Um, already seeing some things getting a little bit different in a better way, the way they kind of needed to go. So that's always a positive, positive thing. Kind of highlights for me the things that I didn't need. Yeah. And the things that I truly do need because I didn't realize as much. As I needed the fast, and as much as I needed praying, as much as I needed reading and 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 learning and interpretation and knowledge, and what I didn't know how much I needed it. Yeah, I kind of think we can probably use. I know I use this example a lot, but like with Abraham and Isaac, sometimes when we do a thing like a fast or things like that, we don't realize what we'll do or how much we need to actually do our part of it, right? Or how we'll react until we do it. Exactly. Even though we've got, you know, multiple years experience of doing this every year that yeah, still things can shock and surprise you the next time you do it. I don't know about you guys, but it seems different this year to me. Yeah. yeah. I've seen more of an effect, not just with myself, but all around me. I don't know if that's just a domino effect of everyone's working and it's just getting bigger and our snowball effect Yeah. to the further and how many people come along and the further we get going on this, the bigger it gets. Yeah. The more revealing to me it gets, I think. Yeah. Um, Sunday was, was good. Yeah. It was the, uh, the first Sunday in our new, the new Homes. normal, the new normal, the new normal. I hate that term. <laughs> that is, I, there's a, lot, a few phrases that I really like, my truth and things like that, I wish could just disappear. That's kind of there, too. Right. If not, it's borderline. It's 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 lining up and getting ready to go, too. Yeah. But we had we had a good service. Not an overly long one. Right. But 
It was a little bit strange because we had a, a blizzard basically here in Michigan. Yeah, we find winter finally came. You know, like put all the like the Game of Thrones like winter's coming. Winter's here. No, <laughs> it came. We had what probably twelve inches of snow. Yeah. It rained on Saturday night, I believe, or Friday night. So somewhere so in the middle of that twelve inches was a sheet of ice. Yeah, it's crusty, nasty, <laughs> terrible. And then it got down to negative eight. Yeah, negative ten, and. And it was just blowing. It, it reminded us that winter does still exist in Michigan. Well, we ended up canceling night church, but Sunday morning was just, I mean. It, it was, was still good. It was great. It was a good first step for us here in Bangor, but I was really looking forward to maybe 30 people. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was hard for everyone to get, I mean, obviously do what you can safely. Exactly. That's the thing. There were, there were people I know just like with Wednesday Bible study where – they asked, are we still doing it? Yes, but where you're coming from, hey, be safe, just stay home. Don't right. Don't risk it. It makes the most sense, which and all of that, it still was good. It was still good. It was still good. How about you, Patty? How has your week been? Pretty good. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> uh it's written pretty good. Um, I haven't been working that much only because of the weather. Yeah. Um, clients have been uh, canceling or I just have a shorter day. So I've been spending more time at home doing things that I need to be doing that I've been neglecting, I guess. Um, cleaning closets, doing some winter cleaning yeah. instead of spring cleaning. Yeah. yeah we, things organized. We did have months of extra spring, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But it's actually been nice. Um, fasting, praying, studying more. And the Lord actually just opened that door for me and said, hey, you need some more time on your hands. So here you go. Here you go. So it's been really nice for me. I've been in that boat, too, this week. Yeah. Honestly, here lately with the weather and stuff, it's like I really haven't done anything just work-wise because I do mm-hmm. outdoor work and stuff. It's been so cold. But I've been really spending quality time with my wife and spending quality time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's detrimental, to say the least. It's been really really good it is detrimental that you do that i think i didn't value it as much as i should have before but i don't think that i can make it any longer without doing this now that i've done it all right casey how are you feeling this week it's been a a good week we've spent most of it snowed in um which was fine by me we um you work from home don't you yeah 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 but i had monday off so i was snowed in on monday i started to get a little bit stir crazy by the time that we got to Sunday evening when we didn't have service because it was just terrible weather generally. I've always kind of picked and prodded at people who said that, man, I just need to get out of the house. And I'm like, man, I'd love to stay in for a little while, but I've been in and I'm like, I know why they say stir crazy for. I'm in all the time unless I'm here. So that's just kind of how it is. That explains a lot. Yeah. But in that time, we I'm, start- just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he, he means that in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. I just choose to believe that Bryce has the best intentions. It would intentions be detrimental. Something. It'd be detrimental for me to continue in these thoughts. <laughs> Anyways, um, in that time, because I was going mildly insane just having to sit there and having nothing to do scroll through facebook the same way for the same 10th time work on another sermon that i already knew what i wanted to do with it we um my grandma and i started and my my grandpa's picked it up with us we've started watching the chosen mm-hmm. which is good a show. it's such Very a good, good show. show and i'd heard good things about it but i'm not much of a sit down and watch 
episodes episodes of something right i don't want to have to keep up with it because i lose interest really quickly more of a movie gal yeah but it's been so good to watch it does and Mm -hmm. it's if anybody who doesn't know what the chosen is it is not fictitious in the sense that it didn't happen but they take the bible and they take the gospel and jesus's ministry and they hit all of the main points but they also look at the other people around him like it focuses a lot on the apostles and the disciples and their lives and things that are in the bible but you don't see or you don't think about too hard they use creative license yeah creative license but it's biblically accurate creative license also yeah i was listening to a podcast a while back during one of my many walking laps around dwajak and it was by the guy who is the show creator yep dallas jenkins yep and his which his uh his his dad likes to write some books too right his dad's the one who writes wrote the left behind series and all those i didn't know that yep that's his. That's his dad. He wanted to get into that, so he wasn't kind of in the in his light. dad's shadow, or didn't want to work off his dad's name, right. right? But he said the way his approach to it was anything that they added had to fit with what everyone already knew about the first century and things like that. It had to be historically correct as well. It had to be historically. He used the word like historically probable. Yeah. So, like, obviously, we don't know the name of Peter's wife, but in the series, they have family members that aren't mentioned. But he's like, explored it like, okay, yes, his wife was supportive of them going on the missionary journeys, but there is the side of how she lives while he's off on these journeys. Well, that's all. been the biggest thing for me about watching this is I know me, I can't speak for anybody else, but sometimes not saying Jesus is a character, that's not what I'm saying. But I think for me, it's easy to acknowledge the divinity of Jesus and who he was, but not to recognize the humanity that he was at the same time. Oh, it would be insane. That's it would someone... be detrimental to your salvation to ignore the other. That's what I'm saying. But watching this and seeing, <laughs> not that they give Jesus a sense of humor or anything like that, but seeing the friendship actually between yeah. the apostles and the disciples and Jesus and the human connection there that wasn't just them following him around. like it, They had to have it because there's no way that, there's no way on earth that if Mark came up to me and I didn't know him and he just did something that I it's like undoubtedly that he is who he says he is. Okay. Mm -hmm. But he comes up and he's like, okay, quit your job. Everything that you've ever done. You don't know anything else. Put that down and come with me. Right. And it's just, I don't know. It's been good. I've really enjoyed it. There have been times that I've cried when I've watched it. Things that you don't think about whenever you read it, a healing, and then you watch somebody and see their reaction. I'm a visual learner. Yeah. It's definitely something that I would recommend to oh, anybody who's 100%. looking. Definitely. Not that it's a replacement for scripture or anything. You need no. to read and check your sources against yeah. things, but it's it's an awesome show it's as far visual. as I'm concerned. And that's the nice thing. He has the backing of growing up with his dad's teachings and things like that. So he's no... So the stuff that is recorded is accurate, and the other stuff that wasn't fits with it's probable. Yes, yeah. and that's the same way with like Ken Ham and the Creation Museum and the Ark. Yeah, they use creative license too to do the same exact thing. They're like, well, Sham, Ham, and Japheth were the names of Noah's son, but Noah's wife had a name. Yeah, and Noah's their, their wives had to have names, and uh, I mean, you kind of gotta. Is it? Is it really their name? I don't know. No one Probably will really not. ever know. Probably not, actually. But I, I don't think I, I remember looking that up one time, and I don't think there's even like record, not even records, but even like 
oral traditions of who they are. Right. Whereas other ones, like some of the other people in the Bible, we have oral traditions of who they believe these certain people were if they weren't named. Right. At least that's what they've grown up believing. Yeah. And here's the nice thing about it. If the name's wrong, it doesn't change the fact of what, what they did. Right. So it doesn't matter if the name's wrong because you have that. Right. The only not, name that matters if you get it wrong is Jesus. Is, yeah. Right. <laughs> but with that, I just, you spurred thought in my mind, Casey, by saying, what about Peter's wife? What about John's family? What about Mary and Martha? And what about Lazarus when he was sick in the tomb with that Mary and Martha? What about Barnabas? What about Bartholomew? What about Andrew? What about them? You think about it and their family, and then it it helps relate to you. Am I wrong? Exactly. It's things that like one thing is Mary, the mother of Jesus. She doesn't play a significant role where she's there all the time, but whenever she is, you think she's known this entire time who this is, who this is. Right. And she's loved him as a mother. She's treated him as a mother, as his mother. She is his mother. And it just puts that much more into perspective. They haven't filmed the crucifixion yet to my knowledge. I haven't gotten that far if they have. But to think that after you've watched her care for him, even as an adult man, I'm not a mom, Patty, you are, though, and your daughters oh, are adult. Just breaks my heart. You know, yeah. you still care for them now, yeah. even though they're in their 20s, and same way you did when they were right. a newborn. I just, I can't even fathom having to watch that after seeing this mm-hmm. and putting that connection together, the things that you don't take the time to really think about sometimes. You think past it. Right. You yeah. think to the big points of it. And you're you're like, like, oh, that sh- that must have been sad. And then you just... It's hard to sometimes fathom that as much as he was God, he was that much human as yeah, well. exactly. That's it. The real life problems we face, the real life situations with brothers, because he had brothers. Yeah. Uh, James, the brother of Jesus, mm-hmm. didn't believe, believe until he was dead. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then there's jokes about it too. It's be like, how would you like to be Jesus's brother? You know, he does everything perfect. Yeah. You know, and on... On the opposing side of the not joke, the serious side of that, it's like he really did do everything perfect. Yeah. How do you quote unquote compete with that? Yeah, I mean it. It would be, I guess, the thing you got to think of when it comes to that is that, like the joke I heard, I can't remember. I remember the name of the gentleman. He um was I think at the one of the summer concert series for Pulse FM. They did comedy this past year. Yeah, and it was like. You know, because you have Jesus Christ, because that's the the title, but people treat it as the name. It's not. That's the title. That's what he was, what he did. Right. If anything, it would have been, you know, Jesus bar Joseph. Yeah. The way they named things, then that would have been the last name. But it's like, well, it's just James. It's not James. Christ. Christ, because only one person gets that title. Only one person had that job. Only one person could do it. And as much as we like to look at it as a story that we read, it really happened. Yeah. And there was real struggles to it that aren't written down. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. You know, it's even recorded that if all the things that he did were recorded, the books be... of the world couldn't contain it. Yeah. And then I, I like, you know me, I love reading stuff and going through the guys like Lee Strobel and um, what was the other one I've been reading? Um, anyway, I'll come back to his name eventually. But they go through and it's like you look at like all the evidence, all this stuff. They left, like, if you were trying to make something up, you would leave a lot of this stuff out. And they threw it in when, if you look at contemporary writings for that, 
they wouldn't put that in there. Like if, if the Romans were writing something, if it wasn't a case where they had to have the facts like a census or something, they would leave certain things out because it would right. they would feel it would weaken their case. Like the account of the women going to the the tomb. The tomb. Yeah. If it was written to make more people believe back then, they would have left that out and it would have been just Peter and them running to it. Right. So right. the things they left left they put in were on purpose. And it kind of helped draw to um kind of confirm what they were saying. It's it like, was realistic. Exactly. And and one of the things that I know too is Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the gospels that are accounts of Jesus Christ being on this earth, some of them are slightly different from the other. And then the the case on that is if everything is the same, that's a they talk to each that's other. a corroborated story. Yeah. They Jay, all experienced him differently. Jay, exactly. Jay Werner Wallace. That was the other guy. Yeah. And I like the way they did it on The Chosen because they all had their own story. You get to and, see it through their eyes. And you get to eyes. see it through their eyes, exactly. And I love that, especially the Matthew character. I yeah. love <laughs> Matthew is my favorite apostle because of The Chosen. That's just, just it right now. <laughs> well, Jesus can have John. Casey wants Matthew. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you guys remember the little example I gave the one time with the notebook. You know, I what? how does it look to you? Right. It's the backside to me. Yeah, exactly. Um, Mr. Wallace was given an example of how they had a crime scene. Yeah. And all the other witnesses were saying one thing, but they had different things they remembered. And they thought this one lady was lying because she only remembered the one thief when there were two people. Well, the only reason she remembered it because that guy held the door open for her when she was leaving. So that's the guy who made the impression. But just because her account didn't line up with the others didn't make it not true. It made it an addition to the story. Exactly. And I think that's important for everyone to, especially why there's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And now that you're looking through the chosen, there's more perspectives that they're giving you. Yeah. You know, that are probable. Are they exactly right? I I don't know. No one can say, you know, because they're not written down for us to know. But go ahead. Do you want to know what my favorite perspective shift has been in the show? Whether or not it's recorded, I can't say. Uh, This might have been something they did with a probable whatever, but they are where Jesus spoke to the woman in the well in Samaria. Yeah. And they're staying for a couple of days so that he can teach and preach. Who knows how long they were there, but they go to a man's house who has a broken leg and this, this and that. And they're sitting there talking. And eventually the guy's like, Oh, if you knew who I was, you wouldn't want anything to do with me. And Jesus proceeds to tell him exactly who he is. But what they did is, we all know the story of the Good Samaritan that yep. went and helped right. the man who was, you know, robbed and beat. Right. They told the story of one of the robbers that he had taken the man's horse and gone and been reared off and it broke his leg. So it took it from the other side. And to me, that was just such a great representation of forgiveness. Right. Because all we ever hear about is. It wasn't about the story of the validity of the story. It was about the purpose of it. Right. You know, you read the Good Samaritan passage and all that you hear about the thieves is they go on. But here it shows you that even the, something could happen to them. Well, the bad guy in the story that we know is just as deserving of forgiveness and eventually healing from Jesus as yeah. the person who was. I heard this said one time that they said that. Speaking with creation. God, you know, gave us the breath of life. We can speak. Yeah. He also gave the breath to voice people are going to blaspheme him. Right. 
They gave it to both because they have the same opportunity Too that crazy. we have. Right, right. So just because right now they're maybe beating up the Samaritan or, right. or whoever they beat up at the Samaritan went and helped, that doesn't mean that they can't turn around and be the one that gets the help too. Right. True. We live in an era of grace and mercy. And it's running out. It, it is. is. It's it's on the the hourglass is running thin, but at the same amount in the same respect, it's still available. It's still available. And exactly. it's available to people who you don't like. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's the hardest thing, especially with that case. That's that's pretty interesting. I wouldn't have thought of that. That was creative. I'll say that. That was creative. Yeah. In a sense of not the the validity of the facts of the story, but the premise of what the story says. Yeah. Forgiveness is for everybody, no matter what they did and who they are. And just like the woman at the well, he told her everything about her life and he knows yours too. And he's willing to forgive you just like he forgave her. And if this really, if that really happened, probably he wasn't, but he forgave him too. So one thing that I like to do and I'm stuck on it. It's really weird. Now, don't come at me for this. I won't. Don't come at me for this, Patty. There's a cartoon that I've been watching. I love cartoons. You're watching the grown-up version of what I'm watching. It's called The Superbook. I'm not lying to you. You ever heard of it? Yep. It's awesome. Look it up on YouTube. Every one of their videos is on YouTube, and they're like 15, 20 minutes long. But it goes through every single account in the Bible, pinpoint, broke down, super accurate, right there. And what it is, it's a kid, it's a kid, two friends, it's a girl and a boy, and then they got a robot that's with them. And they'll they'll be having a life scenario. And then it'll be like, oh, here comes the super book. And it'll transport them to biblical times in a biblical account that says, hey, this is and they connect the life story, you know, uh, I'm having a problem with stealing or I'm having a problem with lying. And it brings them to this Bible account or I'm having a problem with trust and it brings them to that. Or I'm having problems standing up for the Bible and it brings them to this account. And it's like, that's amazing. Yeah. And it's a cartoon and I can sit there and watch it for hours. It's unreal. I'm not mad that I've been watching it. And I would encourage anyone. Here's the thing, too. It gives you. Biblical knowledge, very basic, basically, to you, puts names, characters, people available to you. And and it's not without reading. I think you should read, obviously. But it helps you understand so much better by seeing it, just like The Chosen is doing for you. This is helping me. And can I say something, too, since we got in The Chosen, because I like that show as well. Go for it. Is There are lots of people that attack it. Yeah. Because of the things that it adds in that are, quote, unquote, they're not scripture because they're not there. Yeah. But then they attack scripture for some of the same things. I was listening to this one, and I looked it up so I could have this right. Let's see if when Mary and them and whoever else went to the tomb, how many angels were at the tomb? I think two. You think two. Casey, how many do you think? One. Patty? was the question I was looking how, that super book thing up. <laughs> how many angels were at the tomb when they went both either the women or I think there's two different accounts. How many? How many angels were yeah. there? How many do you think? Cuz this is what I was listening to like they attack this because it says 
they're not. Is they're, it according to which gospel? I'm going to. I'm just waiting for Patty to answer. I thought there was one angel. Okay, so we got one, one, and two. About to find out which book we read the most. Yeah. Okay, so how many were there? Well, I'll just tell you with this, and then we can see what you think real fast. It, it fits in with the chosen because people are going to attack that, and they're going to attack Everything, what we read. Anything. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start with Matthew, Casey's favorite, the disciple whom Casey loved. Matthew 28 and 2. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. That's one. Right. Well, we have it in Mark. And entering into the sepulcher, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a white garment, and they were affrighted. Luke says in, did I say what verse that was? That's Mark 16, 5. Okay. Luke 24, 4. And it came to pass as they were perplexed about, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And John twenty twelve, And seeth two angels in white sitting, the one at the head, and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain. Hmm. We were both right. Well, here's what we're I'm all saying. Three right. There was probably more than two. But they all had something about whatever it was that caught them out. White so clothing. Great earthquake. No, I meant in what they remembered. Exactly. Like Matthew just says, an angel. Didn't say that there weren't five more there. But he noticed the he, one. Only the one had a job and did something. Right. So that doesn't mean that there couldn't be two. It just means what Matthew remembered was the one angel doing it. Right. Same within Mark and the others. It's it's what they remembered based on where their perspective of it was. That doesn't make does not mean that the others were wrong. Right. The I mean the others don't even I think only don't think even any of the others mention the uh stone rolling being rolled away. So does that mean since one only one mentioned it, the others we didn't, those three are right and no one rolled a stone away? It's like how do you get out? Yeah. They they had their perspective of what they remembered. Hmm. And Matthew supports Casey's perspective of there being one. That's why she likes him. Yeah. But it's just the point he made is like it doesn't it's not a contradiction which they like to attack it as. Right. It's just like with I was why I brought up that lady who only saw the one thief because he held the door open for her. Right. That was the one that brought that he did the way they described it was it was the one that personally did something for that person, and that's why that's what they, they remembered. Right. You're getting somewhere. I think that you need to be careful not to discredit or say anything as a myth about somebody else's walk with Jesus or their walk in Christianity just because exactly. it's not the way that you experienced it. It doesn't mean that it's the only The only obviously, judgment is how it lines up with Scripture. I'll say, obviously, there are things that you know. Yes. Right. You know, things that aren't we're talking. We're talking intermediate level Christian yeah. Christianity yeah. here. I think you should be careful. I'm still there. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Well, if you're at <laughs> if if I'm there. If you're over a beginner, <laughs> there's things that you know ain't right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's things that are questionable to you. And then there's things that are like, this is how God did it to me. I can't yeah. explain it to you. I'm not you. I right. don't understand the way you do. But it makes sense to why God will move in a certain way for you compared to someone else differently because you're not the same as anybody. Lazarus had a different perspective than Mary and Martha and even Jesus when he was resurrected and called forth out of the tomb. Right. Doesn't mean that if he'd said something that was written down, it was wrong because it differed from what Mary and the others would have said. Yeah. Doesn't matter. 
he probably would have wrote there as a sad story. He wouldn't have been celebrating it. Yeah, he like, he's like, I was there. I was talking to Abraham. Said it's Lazarus 11.35 and Lazarus wept Yeah, because Jesus called him out. Yeah, he's like, I was doing good. So everybody That's... else is calling it a miracle, and he's over there writing a tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> it would be. Have you ever heard of the tragedy of Lazarus the Wise? <laughs> Lazarus getting fall. You came back to life, dude. He said, I was in heaven, bro. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, well, maybe not bro. Hey. Broeth. Yeah, broeth. I was to in heaven, broeth. Oh, boy. We're losing it here. We're losing you, Mark. That's Mark, okay. Where are you going with this? I've been going for a long time. Casey, will you please watch the Superbook tonight before you go to bed? Uh, probably not tonight before I go to bed. I'm going to bed when I get home. You but... know what we've bypassed? What? We have totally hijacked. Bryce, how was your week? Bryce Excellent. lost that whenever he started talking about his wife being detrimental earlier. <laughs> She's not detrimental. That's what kidding. I meant. I know. It's, we have since searched up the definition for Bryce to help him along. It is detrimental to me not to spend time with her. There you that's go. That right. is a that, that's a good one. That's right. That works. Yes. I'll allow we'll, we can get behind that. Rebound. One. Yes. So this week I've been Sunday, we had the first service. With me being the pastor, along with being the pastor, I get to be the MC, which is different for me. Yeah. It's kind of strange, actually. Honestly, I wish I didn't have to do it, but we'll go along with it for now. But it was was actually really laid back because there was 10 of us here because of the weather conditions. Yeah. So it was like, we're just family, so we may as well just go for it. And I feel like I thought the sermon was good, then I was like, Everybody here knows this. No one here need it. I'm not saying that they didn't need it. I guess someone probably needs it, but it's like I kind of I don't necessarily claim to know everything about you, but I know you're in a good enough position that that was that was a sermon for some newbies, some new people right. that mm-hmm. need to learn to trust the Lord. Yes. So, but with that, we had our first service. It was first successful service the rest of them are going to be successful in jesus name that's right we're going to keep showing up and show letting the lord show out for us letting the lord uh lead what we do I, I don't have any certain way that i think things should go but if god says to do something i think we should do it that's uh Amen. sounds like a pretty solid game plan and i uh, dad sent this thing out on the lineup i don't know if any of you guys watched it or not so for this some of for, it for the pastors i watched the whole thing this dude tore us up as pastors. He said, we don't need to be entertaining or trying to entice people to be here involved. He said, that's the Holy Spirit's job. Yeah. He said, if you can overpower, not saying if you can, but there's no power that's going to entice somebody if the Holy Spirit can't do it. That is true. You don't have enough good songs. You don't have enough nice buildings. You don't have a good enough personality to bring someone in. If the Holy Spirit can't do it, no, nothing can. That's true. And I pray that anybody around the area just is getting tore up by the Holy Spirit to come to church. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> I just want them to have the fire in them and, and the fire on them will say that the Holy Spirit I know all well can do because it's been on me before when things weren't right. It's like, I know exactly what I need to do, and a lot of people do. And with that, we're going to end this podcast. We're going to say we love you. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Ready to Preach. 
We hope that something that has been said today will aid you in your journey both in Christianity and in the pursuit of becoming ready to preach. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please reach out to us on our Facebook page, Redemption Church, and share us with your friends. If you have any questions for us or topics you would like for us to discuss, we can be reached through the Facebook's direct message or in the comments section of our posts about the podcast. We look forward to you tuning in next week.